Oh my goodness, the transfer portal is officially open. That means I'm going to be pounding Cafe Bustello for the next 45 days. Hold on a second. <sighs> Who's coming to the U? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So for the next 45 days, it is basically college football free agency. Let the chaos begin. The portal is officially open. Uh, at the time I'm speaking to you right now, late Monday morning, uh, early afternoon now, um, you still have just for the moment 10 Miami Hurricanes players set to exit through the portal. Believe me, that list is going to grow. But you've got defensive backs, Avante Williams, Isaiah Dunson, Al Blades Jr., Jalen Harrell, Keyshawn Washington, Gilbert Frierson, wide receiver Keyshawn Smith, um, running back Thad Franklin, defensive lineman Elijah Roberts. Those are the players that have officially announced their intentions to hit the transfer portal. We wish them well. Um, you know, so far, obviously, probably the one we're most disappointed to lose. Well, the two we're most disappointed to lose. When it comes to on-field potential, losing Avante Williams, it stinks because we know how good he can be. And a couple years ago, he was the top recruit in his uh, Miami class. That was 2020. He was Miami's top recruit in that class. And, you know, it's, it's never fun to lose Al Blades, right? I mean, the family lineage of his and really, really nice young man. So we're sorry to see all of them go and we wish them the best. But all of these players are replaceable. And guys, this is going to be such an interesting ride for the next couple of months, right? Through Transfer Portal, early signing day, which is in about two weeks, a little over two weeks. And then, you know, the Transfer Portal, well, you got the second National Signing Day in February. So the next couple of months are going to be very exciting, very chaotic, very bumpy, bumpy road, because Miami is going to turn over about half of their roster, I predict. I think somewhere between 40 to 50, probably closer to 50 new players coming in for next year between true freshmen arriving in recruiting and transfer portal players who arrive. So the roster is going to look very, very different for next year. Um, I want to give you the top players that I want Miami to target. And some of these, I know for a fact, Miami is targeting players who have hit the portal already. Number one target has got to be, and this is a big position of need for Miami, offensive lineman Javion Cohen from Alabama. <laughs> this is, this is going to end. I know that the portal just opened today, but I think this is going to be one of the better players who's going to be available in the portal period. And we know, you know, Miami's offensive line, you got a lot of really good true freshmen coming in, but you don't want to rely on too many true freshmen. Most of the guys coming back from last year just ain't it. Uh, I do love Inez Cooper. That's going to be a future building block. But if you can get Javion Cohen, that would be an impact, impact move at a very important position. And I can confirm Miami is after him big time. They're not the only ones, though. Uh, as Gabby Urudia notes in Inside the U, this guy was a 25-game starter for the Crimson Tide. 
played 549 snaps at guard last year for Nick Saban, graded out with a really good 80.5 pass blocking grade per PFF and a 68.9 run blocking grade. Um, yeah, Miami is definitely paying attention to this one. I can tell you that. I, I know I saw Gio Milian from Rivals also saying that Miami is going after him. Uh, he's going to have a lot of suitors because, again, a lot of teams out there need offensive linemen, and this is a really good one. Uh, it sounds to me like Auburn is going to be after him as well. I see our pal Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn. He's tweeting about Cohen as well. So, you know, there's definitely going to be some competition here for this player. And, you know, Miami's obviously a good NIL destination, but so are the Auburn Tigers, and there are others out there that are going to be competing big time because this is a guy with SEC experience, a lot of snaps, and a lot of playing time under his belt. There's a handful of Oregon Ducks, well, former Oregon Ducks, that I think Miami's going to go after because Mario Cristobal recruited all these players, all the Oregon players that are hitting the transfer portal. These are all guys that Cristobal liked well enough to recruit them coming out of high school. Uh, there is an offensive lineman on that list already. That's Bram Walden, former top 100 prospect. He's from the class of 2021, so he's still pretty young. Six foot three, 304 pounder. Um, he only played eight snaps last year, didn't play as a freshman under Cristobal, but this is a guy Mario liked enough to recruit him. Um, man, there, there's a couple of skill position players from Oregon that I like a lot. And here's one that I, 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 I sense Miami is very interested in this one, uh, cause why wouldn't they be that's wide receiver Dante Thornton signed to play for Cristobal as a true freshman in 2021 played all 14 games. For Mario's Ducks in 2021 as a true freshman, uh, and he's got the speed and the size. You know how I love these uh, bigger, longer, wide receivers. Thornton is six foot five, 200 pounds. Uh, he seems to like Mario a lot, uh, so that's definitely one I look at. And wide receiver, another big area where Miami needs help. In fact, Miami needs help in the portal and through recruiting. Wide receiver, running back, offensive line, big time. Uh, I could use some defensive tackles, definitely some linebackers, um, cornerbacks and safeties. It, it, it'd be quicker to list the areas where we probably don't need portal help. And that would be quarterback. I think we're okay there unless just a crazy good option becomes available. I think we're okay at quarterback. Like, you know, there are some good options out there, but I, I don't think we're going to be bringing Brennan Armstrong here or DJ Weyungalale. We'll talk about him a little bit more later. Uh, so quarterback, I think we're all right. And tight end, I think we're probably all right. With Elijah Arroyo, Jaleel Skinner, Khalil Brantley coming back, and you've got three true freshmen who are all really good coming in to play tight end. So I think we're okay at tight end and at quarterback anywhere else. I think Miami could use big-time help in the portal. I would love to bring Dante Thornton here. Hopefully that one could work out you know, a little bit better. He had his moments, but hopefully that one works out a little bit better than Frank Ladson did. Um, now, you know, I'd like Deont Dante Thornton hopefully to be you know, the next Charleston Rambo if he were to come in here. And if he goes anywhere else, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, and another Oregon player who I like this guy's versatility and I like how dangerous he is. He's got track speed. And that's wide receiver slash running back Seven McGee, who's a former Oregon Duck who entered the portal a while ago. This is an interesting one because depending on who you talk to, Miami might not be that interested in Seven, even though this is another guy that Mario Cristobal recruited and signed while he was at Oregon. And Seven 
seems to be really interested in Miami because every time I check this dude's social media, he's either like on campus at Miami. I don't know if they, he was even invited or he just shows up on campus or uh, he's like on his Instagram somewhere throwing the U up. So it seems like Seven McGee is interested in Miami. Uh, some people who cover recruiting say Miami is very interested. Some say they're not that interested. Um, he is a versatile. He reminds me a lot of Chris Johnson, uh, class of 2023 out of Dillard, who Miami's been recruiting. But Seven McGee can play a similar kind of role. He's a smaller, lighter running back, but can also play wide receiver. So you can line him up all over the field. You know, this is this is just one of those guys where whether he's in the slot, lined up wide, or in the backfield, he's going to make plays for you. He seems interested in Miami. We'll see how interested Miami is in him. And yeah, kind of the only thing that uh, that maybe you don't like about him is that he's a, a smaller frame guy. Um, on defense, here's an Oregon player who's available in the portal: uh, Terrell Tillman, an edge rusher. Uh, he's from the state of Texas, six foot five, two twenty one. Uh, so Mario Cristobal did sign this guy. He was a, it was a class of, uh, 2021. I'm not, I, I'm not sure what class he was in, but this was a guy that Mario Cristobal recruited. He's in the portal. There's a lot of Texas A&M players in the portal for some of these. I would proceed with caution, right? We know Denver Harris, who was just a true freshman this past year, oozing with talent. We know that he's a former five-star recruit, but Seems like a little bit of a head case. I mean, he served a suspension on the Aggies last year. Um, so, you know, obviously he's going to have some suitors because he's just such a talented player. But for Miami or whoever else, you've got to kind of weigh the options. Like, is the juice worth the squeeze on this one? You've got to vet him very carefully and make sure his talent outweighs the potential risks of uh, of whatever character concerns you may have. Or listen, maybe the character concerns are overblown. I don't know. Uh, that, that's something you would have to figure out through the vetting process, but that's obviously a very talented player that you would consider. Um, oh, here's one that I, I love, and Miami's already offered him because he he's an FCS player out of Texas A&M Commerce. He's already received a Miami offer, and he noted his offer came from Alonzo Highsmith, Miami's GM of football operations, after having a great conversation with Zoe, and that's Andrew Armstrong, um, six foot six. 190 pounds caught at AM Commerce, caught 62 passes for 1,020 yards, 13 touchdowns last year. So I know he was excited to get his Miami offer. He's definitely making the rounds, looking at a bunch of different schools. Uh, I, I think FSU is interested in him as well, among others. But Andrew Armstrong, again, for a for a Miami team that needs more size and just playmaking at the wide receiver position, this is a guy you have to look at. And when it comes to receivers, running backs, Miami currently has zero committed running backs for the class of 2023. Um, you need to find some of these guys because I know that kind of part of the understanding with Tyler Van Dyke staying at Miami, not entering the portal, he wants to be a hurricane. I mean, I know TVD is getting taken care of from an NIL standpoint, and that's great. But I know that Tyler is also under the understanding that Miami really wants to surround him with weapons and they want to give him better pass protection. You can compare the situation. I'm not comparing the players, but you can compare the situation to Tua Tango Vailoa with the Dolphins, right? How the Dolphins uh, this season, 2022, surrounded him with weapons, 
You know, they got him Tyreek Hill. They got him Teron Armstead as his left tackle. They committed to surrounding him with weapons and better protection. And, you know, it's worked out pretty well for the Dolphins this year. I know the Hurricanes want to follow that same sort of model where they want to give Tyler Van Dyke. They want to put him in a better position to succeed next year. Also, some really, really interesting updates in recruiting because there's players, at least one player, I think multiple players, Miami has been trying to flip from Louisville, and now Louisville's got a coaching vacancy. What does that mean for Stan Quan Clark? We will talk about that, my friends, right after we talk about the ultimate holiday gift hack. Guys, for the first time in my life, I had heard about this these guys for, for decades, Omaha Steaks. I hadn't actually received the gift of Omaha Steaks until last year. I was blown away. I was blown away by the product, the convenience, how easy it is to receive it and gift it for others. And you don't realize how much you need this in your life until you get it, okay? And we know South Florida in the winter, you can grill here in the winter. You can go outside. And this is not North Dakota, right? This is this is grilling season. I'm not going to sweat my you-know-what off when I step out to the grill during holiday season. Omaha Steaks is America's original butcher. Since 1917, at a holiday gift, it's guaranteed to be loved. The holidays are here, guys. Achieve gift-giving greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send it a source, an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare pre comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code Locked On at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. So order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, uh, definitely credit to uh, to Gabby Yerudia from Inside the U for putting together an awesome uh, list on Monday morning of transfer targets that Miami could be going after. There's definitely some interesting ones out there. Uh, also, my friends, uh, this was surprising. I, I was very surprised to wake up to this news that Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield is ditching the Ville for Cincinnati. He's going to be the next Cincinnati head coach. I think this is one of those things where it's like, even though Satterfield, who had a, a really poor start to the year, I thought he'd gotten himself off the hot seat by the end of the season, but he might've thought, you know what? I could be back on that hot seat at Louisville next year if things don't go well. Let me just restart the clock somewhere else. In Cincinnati, they're going to be in the Big 12 now. They're in the Big 12. So he thought, okay, you know what? It's a Power 5 job now. Let me go somewhere else before the seat gets warm in Louisville. But that could definitely have an effect on committed class of 2023 guys with Louisville. And there's one of these. We know Miami has been relentlessly recruiting, and that's four-star linebacker out of Miami Central, formerly Killian, Stan Quan Clark. And that's despite the fact Miami's got a ton of linebackers coming in. 
right? You've got Popo Aguirre. You've got Malik Bryant coming into the class of 2023. You just got a verbal commit from Marcellus Pulliam over the weekend. Bobby Washington. Now, Caleb Spencer listed as a linebacker. I think he's more of a star or even a safety. I don't think he's going to play linebacker, at least not traditionally linebacker at the U. But you've got at least four linebackers already verbally committed. And Miami's still going after Stan Quan Clark. And honestly, he's so good, he could arguably end up being the best in this class if you can bring him in, okay? And so now that Satterfield is leaving, I believe this increases Miami's chances. And to this point, uh, for as hard as Miami has tried to flip him, Stan Quan has kept pretty quiet, and he stood, I guess, pretty strong on his Louisville commitment. You have to wonder now, with Satterfield leaving, if that could really shake up uh, his chances of remaining with Louisville. So watch out for that. And guys, I'm kind of curious to see what happens here with the crown jewel of Louisville's recruiting class, and that's running back commit Ruben Owens. Five-star running back. He's out of the state of Texas. Obviously, I would love to get him here. Now, Owens, he he's a Lone Star State native. He was strongly considering the Longhorns before signing with Louisville or before committing to Louisville. He hasn't signed yet, of course. It's not National Signing Day. So will he stick to the Louisville commit? Will he consider Texas? Would he consider Miami? I can tell you with some confidence that Miami's definitely interested, as they should be, right? Zero running backs currently committed in this class. And we know Miami is very interested in four-star running back Mark Fletcher, who's now, uh, you know, a few weeks ago he decommitted from Ohio State, Fletcher out of American Heritage. Um, many would consider Florida to be the favorite for Fletcher right now. They got that really productive, unofficial visit with him that actually led to him decommitting from Ohio State. But again, the Florida people, they thought after Fletcher decommitted from OSU, a lot of them thought he's going to actually commit to us that very weekend. He didn't. He's keeping, keeping his recruitment open, and now he actually might not even announce until February is the last we heard on him, and he does plan to take a Miami official visit. He's got a Florida official visit already locked in, this Fletcher, for the weekend of December 9th. That's this coming weekend. And he also did say, and I can even give you the exact quote, just so you know I'm not just saying stuff. Um, this is the quote from Mark Fletcher. I have a visit set up December 9th with Florida, and I'm trying to get one probably that next week. I'm trying to figure out one. I'm trying to figure one out for Miami. I am definitely visiting Miami, Fletcher said. So I have been led to believe for the last few weeks it's going to be a Miami versus Florida battle for Mark Fletcher. With the asterisk being Coach Prime, does he get in the mix now? Because we know Deion Sanders has been in contact with Fletcher. He's also been in contact with Brandon Ennis, trying to flip him from Ohio State. Um, by the way, as a side note, did you guys see that video of Deion Sanders' first team meeting with the Colorado Buffaloes after taking that job? And, like, ruthless. He told those dudes, I'm bringing my own baggage with me. Pack your bags and get ready to hit the transfer portal. <laughs> He's basically telling the Colorado Buffaloes, yeah, you know what? Not only are you guys not very good, you're not my players. Like, I'm I'm not really interested in keeping any of you here, so make your plans accordingly. Like, Ruthless, you know what it kind of made me wonder when I was watching that video of Coach Prime? Is that what Cristobal should have done last year? Because he's basically, Mario's basically doing that this year, 
but he took all of year one to, you know, I don't really think he necessarily encouraged anyone to hit the portal last year. He kind of thought, let's just kind of keep it. It's like a one year audition. I'm going to see how these guys mesh with me, how I mesh with them. And we'll see how it goes. And then now after a full year, he's kind of made up his mind. Who do I like? Who do I not like? You know, who just doesn't fit here? Who should who should leave? Whereas Deion Sanders basically already made his mind up from day one. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to put my reputation on the line for these players. I just want to bring in all my own guys. Should Cristobal have done that year one instead of heading into year two? I kind of wonder that. Okay, so that, that that's something else to think about. But Coach Prime, he's going to be trying to poach four and five star guys from all over the country. Right. And, you know, obviously he's in Colorado, so it's not a direct rival or anything like that. But, you know, if there's good players out there that are on Miami's radar or Florida's radar, or Bama's radar, Clemson, anybody else, Ohio state coach prime is going to try to be poaching these players left and right. Uh, so I, I do think it's a, it's a Miami versus Florida battle for Mark Fletcher with coach prime kind of lurking in the shadows. And then you talk about head-to-head battles. I think it's a Miami versus Alabama battle for Damari Brown, son of Selwyn. Uh, so he's a Miami legacy, the four-star defensive back, cornerback out of out of uh, out of American Heritage. So I, I think Damari Brown, uh, Miami versus Alabama. Mark Fletcher, Miami versus Florida. We'll see if anything happens with Ennis, but definitely the Louisville players are going to be interesting ones to watch, guys. Um, so, all right, we, we got to talk on the other side about, uh, <laughs> I threw this out there on Twitter and the responses were hilarious. So DJ Weungalale is in the portal. Would you as a Miami fan have any interest whatsoever? I'll tell you what you guys had to say right after we talk about the awesome folks at Simply Safe. This is the time of year when you really need home security. At Locked on Canes, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holiday season. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on Canes listeners 40% off a new security system. Do not put this off, guys. Simply Safe has my home protected, and I feel like I'm in control all hours of the day. I can use the smartphone app. I can monitor the HD security cameras. I can watch them right on my phone 24 hours a day. Like I, I It's like too good to be true, but it's not, right? It's like you're living in the 22nd century. It's like living in a science fiction movie, the way you have full control over your home. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. That was the third year in a row they got that honor. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under $1 a day. That's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. Do not miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today and your first watch. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free, my friends, on YouTube. So let me see if I can find this uh this tweet. I uh I, I love how um I, I tried to post this as like hypothetically as possible, knowing 
people would have strong opinions on this. <laughs> Still, some people are like, they're even mad at me for bringing it up. So uh, DJ Weungalale, Clemson quarterback, has hit the transfer portal. I mean, we can clearly see Cade Klubnik. He's their option moving forward. Like Cade, true freshman, already looks better than DJ Weungalale. So peace. See you later. He's in the portal. And I tweet out from our account at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Just curious, would any of you be interested in DJ Uyunglele to Miami? Call me E writes in, you could bring the second coming of Adam, Brady, and Peyton Manning. It wouldn't matter. That pedestrian offense, offensive coordinator is the issue at hand. Uh, listen, I, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm still not convinced that Josh Gaddis will be Miami's offensive coordinator for much longer telling you there definitely could be a change there uh and there could be a change at defensive coordinator as well just letting you guys know now with offensive coordinator it's kind of unfortunate that it looks like like two of my favorite targets like my pipe dream guys dan mullen looks like dan mullen might be headed to south carolina that stings for him not to be available um joe brady is uh is headed to where is joe brady i, I know he's leaving uh I know he's leaving the uh, the the Buffalo Bills. He, he's taking a job. I don't know why it's slipping my mind, but Joe Brady is no longer on the market either. Oh, he's going to Oregon. What am I thinking? I should remember that one. That, that's a good hire by Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning getting Joe Brady out of the NFL. Think about how successful Brady was, you know, with uh, with LSU a few years back. That's a big move for Oregon. So th those were two of like my favorite potential offensive coordinator targets. It looks like they're both landing elsewhere. Uh, Khalil Abney writes about DJ. He says, absolutely not. Abe just writes in a simple no. Sometimes two letters is enough. Uh, Hurricane Dice writes in no. I'd rather add Jeff Sims. Cheto Sanchez writes in no, sir. A lot of O's in that no that he writes to me. Michael writes no. G. Gordon writes in simple answer, no. Blacktastic writes no. Uh, Gray's on flowers writes in no, but you could possibly sell me some Devin Leary. Uh, Nick Green writes in Dono, this would be another Tate Martell situation, he says. Uh, C A N E S Canes writes no, Mason writes no, Alex Torres Jr. writes not over TVD. And I agree, I think DJ Uyungalale has probably a higher floor than Tyler because of his mobility that if like if your offensive line next year god forbid were as bad and as injured as it was this year then you know DJ could probably do better behind that offensive line than Tyler could because of his size and his mobility probably a little bit more durable because of how big he is he's built like a tight end um and you know he's ob he obviously moves very quick and runs well for a man his size does Uyunglele so I think DJ probably has a higher floor than TVD, but TVD has a much higher ceiling because when Tyler Van Dyke has protection and has weapons, he's got an NFL caliber arm. Like if 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 you put Tyler in the best possible situation, he can do more with that than Uyunglele can. Jay Suarez writes on DJ. He says, as a quarterback, <laughs> a lot of people saying that. Oh, uh, the the Brian Grimes says maybe it's tight end three. Uh, Darren Hall just writes in absolutely not. And a lot of people send me very, uh, very surprised looking gifts as a response to that question. So I think the verdict is in. 
Miami fans, most of you, I think maybe one or two people said yes, but like the other hundred comments all said no. Miami fans are not interested in bringing in DJ Uyunglele in the transfer portal. Uh, guys, I, I would imagine we're going to have a lot of episodes this week between recruiting. And hey, uh, we have already done episodes. If you haven't listened to them or watched them yet, we have new episodes welcoming Joshua Horton, the three-star defensive tackle out of Langston Hughes High School in Georgia, who flipped from North Carolina to Miami. We did a video on him and, a, and an audio episode on him over the weekend. Make sure to check those out. Underrated as hell, that dude. Very underrated player. Should be a four-star. He's a three-star. Uh, he had late offer from Alabama, had an offer from Georgia, picked Miami over some big-time schools. And we also did a, a video and an audio episode on Saturday for Marcellus Pulliam, the newest Miami linebacker commit. So make sure you check those out. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, and make sure you give us a thumbs up on YouTube, and we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for making us your first listen. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you tomorrow or hell, maybe even later today, depending on what happens on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.